0: Forever and always, I'm always here. Hi everyone and welcome back to the second episode of I'm Always Here, a podcast about Baywatch for Baywatch fans by a Baywatch fan. And I'm so happy to welcome you all back. Um, I thought the Peer, premiere pilot episode was just such a laugh and such a such a great time for community and um i think a lot of us really came together and um it's it's wonderful to share something you're passionate about um with other people who are passionate as well um forgive me right off the bat if you hear some ice clinking around in here um, Due to a um, unexpected and unfortunate <laughs> venue change, the um, air circulation in the um, the linen closet I'm currently recording from is, is not ideal, um, so my uh, typical warm uh, steaming cup of coffee where you might hear me uh, sipping and slurping <laughs> occasionally um, is just, uh, it's not possible. It's, it's far too hot um, where I currently am, um, apparently. Um, my uh, parents did not agree with me using the office space as i did not request um prior permission to to use it in a, as a recording studio a pseudo recording studio so um <laughs> we came to um what they are calling a compromise and i'm uh i'm up here in the um in the old linen closet um so it's working out well. I'm really hoping it, um, it adds to the ambiance and, uh, maybe brings out some of these dulcet tones when we're talking about the score of the show and, um, you know, some of Mitch's more deep, uh, deep voiced, um, scenes and scenarios. So, um, again, forgive me, I'm drinking some iced coffee and, uh, if you hear some rustling or, um, crinkling, uh. You know, in the late 80s, my mother had a fascination with these, um, corn husk shawls. Um, so we have dozens and dozens of these stacked up in here and uh, it's very hard to even turn my head without, um, bumping into one and crinkling one up. So, um, again, you know, bear with me and, um, (laughs) we're going to make the best out of this. And that's exactly what, um, Mitch and the gang do on Baywatch when they get into a sticky situation and it's usually very, very hot at the beach, um. So, uh, they use their heads and they are, remain calm and they get through it. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do here. And, um, uh, before we uh, dive too far in, I do want to, uh, mention this about the first, um, the previous podcast, episode one, um, that yours truly made a very, very large faux pas. And I am, um, uh, I'm very, I want to apologize up front for that, um, in that I did not introduce myself, um, in the first episode. And, um, <laughs> that is something that I cannot believe, uh, believe I uh, I left out. Um, you know, since, uh, since I recorded and uh, released the first episode, I've probably gone back and listened to it. Oh, well over 130, 140 times. And I know exactly when I noticed this, it was on, um, the re-listen, uh, the hundred and twenty six three listen, which is usually when uh <laughs> broadcasters have that eureka moment, the um the uh, light bulb moment, if you will. and um I said, "Oh my gosh, Tom, you didn't introduce yourself. <laughs> so let me do that now. Uh, my name is Thomas Boatwater. Um, you're welcome to call me Tom or even boat water. <laughs> Either one is fine with me, uh, my f- family and, um, in more formal settings, I would go by Thomas, but I, again, I want this to be a very loose and relaxed, um, <clears throat> podcast here and uh joining of minds here. So, um, please, please, by all means, call me Tom in the comment section or on phone calls or, um, you know, instant messengers or, you know, all these new, (laughs) these newfangled ways of of communicating. Uh, But yes, either Tom or Boatwater is fine. And uh, I know you're probably thinking to yourself, I can't believe his name is Boatwater, (laughs) given his affinity for Baywatch. Um, And uh, maybe there's something to that. (laughs) Uh, Personally, I've never been on a boat and I rarely ever go into the water, as I said before. But I do come from a long line of boat builders. Um, you know, it's come down in the family, and hence that's the given name. Your name is Boatwater. Um, I know many of you um, enthusiasts um, <clears throat> are probably familiar with the SS Balto. And um, as funny as it sounds, my great-great-grandfather was the shipwright um, for the Balto And uh, just, you know, as a brief aside, um, I think it's important that we all, you know, share a little bit about ourselves. Um, In the late 1800s, uh, my great-great-grandfather, also named Thomas, was commissioned to build a merchant ship um, named the Balto. (laughs) And, um, you know, this was in France. And back in those days, there was a very, very extreme shortage of pine, which most of the world powers were building their merchant ships out of. And uh, being a um, trailblazer that he was, my great-great-grandfather Thomas said, we have an abundance of pine, <laughs> and why don't we just use pine to build the boat? <laughs> now, most people called him crazy, and uh, most people said, hey, pine will never work. It's not going to work. And, uh, and they, they turned out to be correct. Um, the Balto uh, Unserumio... <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a little uh, choked up here... Um, unceremoniously sank uh before making it out of the um out of the bay they say <laughs> and um it was a you know of course a sapwood like a pine is going to immediately swell and um the joysters and joints i'm not a i'm not a woodworker so forgive me Um uh, and please feel free to correct me in the comments but the joints and um you know all the things that a boat are made out of immediately swelled and um essentially the boat just um you know, fell apart. <laughs> uh, there were no casualties. Uh, it was so close to the shore. Most men were able to, um, you know, swim uh, very, very easily in some, in such, you know, in such shallow water that, you know, they were able to walk even back to the shore. Um, and so, yes, uh, that is the origin of my family name, as far as we can go back and see. And um, through the early 1900s, following the, um, you know, as they phrased it, the uh, Balto, um Debacle, the bad Balto, and so forth. Um, we were actually stripped of the name Boat Water, and uh, we're called Boat Wrong um, for many years, and uh, No Boat, and um, boat, you know, boat Sink, and so forth until the um, 50s, where my father um, went to an actual court and um, got our name changed back to its rightful name, you know, Boat Water. So, since then, um, and surely since I've been born, uh, we've always been the Boat Waters. Um, but uh, since you know, since then we've we've haven't had any uh, <laughs> any Balto like trouble, and uh, of course we there were no longer any um, shipbuilders in our family um, after that incident. So it's not something that um, we talk about a lot with, within our family, but it is something that I like to share and uh, just kind of lend itself to um, knowing a little bit more about me and um, where I come from. Alright, now that we've got that little um, history lesson uh, <laughs> over with, I promise um, there won't be any homework on that, I promise, <laughs> and uh, that I've properly um, introduced myself and hopefully mended a few fences from my um, from my faux pas, I'd like to take this opportunity to reflect a little bit on the um, first episode and uh, give everyone in the community a chance to maybe meet um, some of their peers. So... I'm looking at my YouTube page where I uploaded the first podcast, and uh, I see a wonderful comment. Let me pull it up right here. <laughs> Sorry, the internet is a, is a little bit spotty up here. It's um, completely separated from the main part of the house, and the, the Wi-Fi is um, <laughs> at, its, at its very limit up here, it seems, <laughs> as well as the air conditioning. Um, I see a comment here from uh, someone named the DW one one four two, and I can only imagine what that means. <laughs> but it says here it's like I'm running through the sand with Mitch Buchanan, and I want to say a big thank you to uh, Mr. Eleven, uh, Mr. One One Four Two. That's the kind of feelings I am trying to and hoping to evoke um, through this spoken word, rather than the visual medium of a television show. Um, I love for you to feel the the spray of the beach and um, you know the salt and the sand and uh, uh, I guess uh, people make hot dogs and um, whatnot. I'd like for everybody to get that smell. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so a comment like that, I really, really love seeing, and I encourage um, I encourage more of you to um, leave comments and let me know how this is affecting you and how you feel about uh, about Baywatch and about life when you listen to this. Um, this program here and uh, beyond that there was a number of other comments um that i received not um publicly via youtube or um spotify but in the form of text messages from my extended family and um many of those were not uh, not as long or not along the same lines as uh, dw 1142 um many of those were more like uh, why are you doing this um um please stop doing this uh didn't we already go through this with the balto and um you know things like that but uh, i'm not gonna take those to heart i'm gonna i'm gonna let those um roll off of me like um salt water on a surfboard <laughs> or the whole of a, of a rescue jet ski <laughs> something like something along those lines um so yeah i'm gonna choose to ignore those because i know there's so many of you um that really truly do appreciate this um this program for what it is and what it's going to be so we're not going to hang up on the negative um so if you are going to leave a comment i'd love for it to be positive but i'd prefer it just to be honest uh, i you know i'm tough um, when i feel down and when i feel discouraged i think about uh, all the trials and tribulations of the um the lifeguards on baywatch and mitch in particular and uh, just how he shows courage in the face of um in the face of adversity like this so keep them coming uh and we're going to grow in this together, so there's there's no worries there, and again, just feel free and open. <laughs> and um, with that being said, I'm finally, I think, ready to sink our teeth into the pilot episode, and I'm very, very excited about this. Um, I introduced it last time, obviously, but um, probably need to reintroduce it, as I'm sure there are going to be many, many more listeners, and um, this may be their first episode, so... We are met with the sunny beach of california i uh, um there's some slight introductions to some minor players in this but i really want to get into the first critical scene of the show and i'll be providing time stamps for those of you who uh, are going to watch along which i do recommend but it's not necessary i'm i'm perfectly able to um paint a picture <laughs> for you a landscape uh you know the total the totality of the scene so i'm very Very capable and very willing to do that, but I will be providing timestamps, I will. Um, So we are met with two kind of personalized boats. I believe they're called kayaks or ocean, some kind of small ocean vessels um, ripping through the tide on the beach. And as we draw closer, we can see that it's a race and it's a very pitched race. Um, It's hard to tell who's winning and who's losing and who's falling behind and who's gaining steam as they approach. Um, But as we do come further into focus, we see that Mitch is in the lead as usual. It's not unexpected, especially for a veteran viewer. Um, but there's also somebody else on his kayak. And I remember the very first time I saw this, I, I couldn't fathom who that could be because a 1v2 race is not altogether fair. Um, but as they come crashing into the shore, um, we see that Mitch is with a small child. Um, and we learn that that is his son, Hobie, uh, a character that quite frankly, I'm not too fond of. And, um, I always thought that Mitch deserved, um, deserve better from his um from his firstborn son but, uh, <laughs> but um that's not something we'll uh we'll get into right now we'll we'll talk about that much much further on um down the line as the characters develop what i also found very very interesting and this is again this is picture me as this is a first time viewer the first time i'm seeing this show i see that mitch is wearing a yellow a bright bright yellow um you know ocean shirt uh, but it has a collar and so when I was watching this um in the late 80s as I said 1989 to be exact I thought that perhaps this was a a James Bond situation where Mitch would come out of the out of the water and um be dressed for a gala you know he's very very rugged and um he certainly has the looks and if they were going to eventually cast a new Bond I certainly think he should um at least at the very least get an audition but that was running through my mind when I first saw this as a um, You know, this is a very formal shirt for um, some kind of ocean race. Uh, And it it was very startling and shocking to me. But as they uh, pull their boats in, we do see that Mitch has won, uh, even with his son in tow. And uh, a very, very beautiful, beautiful woman uh, has lost the race. And um, she throws out accusations of cheating and, um, you know, foul play. And again, at first I was like, how can this woman accuse Mitch of cheating? There's not a chance in hell that he would spark me <laughs> excuse me there's not a there's not a chance in heck that he would ever cheat in anything much less um, an athletic feat in the ocean uh, um, but it turns out they're just having a good time and uh, it's a more of a friendly competition as they would say versus a really pitched um, pitched race or any with any stakes on the line to be sure um, we also find out in this sequence a very very integral and key uh, piece of information Mitch is divorced and again it was startling to me um, watching but it is true he is divorced and he has to take his son to I guess go back to his mom you know go back with his mother Uh, The visitation time is over so that's a little bit of just the first first scene Um, and on my um, I would get into more of their conversational um, the tone and actual words Um, I plan on introducing some impressions in this I'm still working those out I'm workshopping them um, but in my last, my current, you know, my current watch through while I'm researching for this, I'm actually watching the, um, German version, uh, the German language version, um, for a variety of reasons, um, uh, most pressing so I can watch this and, uh, if my parents happen to walk by the room or my, um, my babysitter when my parents aren't here, they, she happens to, I prefer, um, and I've really, really tasked my parents with, um, calling that a, um, Supervisorial vi- super visor- super companion Rather than a babysitter I feel that uh, that's <laughs> A little bit more appropriate um, But if anybody happens to walk past my room They will think that I am working on my language studies um, Versus watching Baywatch So uh, it works out for a variety of reasons um, Although I do admit It is making it very very hard To um, follow the plot um, Thus far um, but as we said um yeah so that we can obviously tell that there's probably some romantic interest between Mitch and this um beautiful beautiful woman her name escapes me um and um uh, in the um, in the german version it's a very very difficult name to say um franke franke, franke or something along those lines but that's obviously not the name in the uh, in the American version, and I will certainly, certainly update this, um, in the video description with the correct name. Um, excuse me for one second. Uh, hear some rustling going on here, and I am not moving at all. Oh, once again, it's going to be, uh, my sincerest apologies. It appears there is a small, um, rodent of some kind in this linen closet. It appears to have burrowed into the, um, the Cornhusk uh, poncho is here, and it's um appears to be very, very angry and upset. Um, and it is time for me to go and um, sort this out. And hopefully next weekend, uh, when I record the third episode, we'll have a better resolution of this. But in the meantime, I have um I have got to vacate the premises. So until next time, I'm always here. My God.